and how can you find a way to feed your body well but also in a way that feels so satisfying to your soul and so it's playing with that and the integration of all the pieces and it's really beautiful wild beings. I hope this podcast finds you well. I really enjoyed sitting down with Catherine, who is such an amazing health coach who is located here in Seattle. I really hope you enjoy this interview. Share it with a friend if you know of somebody who this would help in their journey. Just a friendly reminder to follow me on Instagram if you aren't at livingwildwithm. I'm so excited. In the next couple days, I'm going to be posting about a seven-day living wild challenge with me, which is a box that I will mail to your house full of a lot of fun, exciting things, and you will have seven days to experience living wild with me. Have a wonderful day, and always remember to love hard and stay wild. I hope you're all having a wonderful day so far. I'm super excited today to be joined by Catherine, who is a certified health coach through Integrative Nutrition, a certified personal trainer through ACSM, has her bachelor's degree in sports and exercise science, and is the founder of Rise Holistic Health, which is a women's health coaching practice here in Seattle. So thank you so much for joining me today, Catherine. Thank you for having me, Emily. I appreciate it. Yes. Awesome. Of course. So your journey is very inspiring to me. I was just reading about it on your website, and I loved your words. So I would love if you felt comfortable sharing to the audience about your journey. Yeah, sure. Gosh, thank you. Um, (laughs) It has been a very circuitous route to get to where I am today. Um, Let's see. So... I grew up in Louisiana, and I think that's relevant just because the people that live down in the South, for the most part, are not healthy. There's not a lot of places to go and do outdoorsy things. It's too hot. Food is kind of everything. It's medicine. It's community. It's all of the things. And so for most of my life, I really, really struggled with my weight and my relationship with food and body image. And that led to an eating disorder and that went on for over 10 years and just I I woke up one day in my mid-20s and just said this cannot be what life is about like (laughs) I am miserable and you know and so it was this moment where I said okay everything that I've tried isn't working the diets aren't working the personal trainers aren't working I'm not like mentally ready for this and so I said I've got to do something that is more drastic and so I said you know what I'm gonna pick up and I'm just gonna move across the country I'm gonna have a fresh start I'm going to Seattle. It's pretty there. People are healthy there. It's outdoorsy. I'm going to figure it out. It'll be fine. I will. I'm going to change my life. And so I did and (laughs) came up here and actually met a personal trainer who worked at pro club and she's still a very dear friend of mine. And she said, Hey, you know, if you want to work with me, I can help you make this happen. And with her support, and it, I couldn't have done it without somebody holding my hand through the process. Mm-hmm. She helped me lose 130 pounds. And it was this, it was the hardest thing I had ever done. And I had gained and lost weight before, but just being able to know that there was somebody with me the whole way made such a big difference. And 
then I decided, oh my gosh, I've got to go, I've got to do this too. This is amazing. I want to help people get fit. And so I did. I went back to school, got the degree. I, I went all in. Before that, I was working in real estate and oh, just wow. did not love it. And so it, um, so started working at the same gym where I lost weight and, and, and really enjoyed it for a long time. And what I realized was that women, both for myself and for the women that I was coaching, that there was just so much to the pu- more to the puzzle than eating well and exercising. It's so much about the, your relationship with food and how you view your body. And so many of the women that I were training wouldn't look at them in the mirror because they didn't want to see themselves. And they hated how they looked and would talk about all the different diets they went on. And it just, it broke my heart. And I realized that you know, through my own personal work on changing my own relationship with food and healing from an eating disorder, that there's just more to it. And so that's what led me into health coaching was this piece of like, okay, how can I start really serve these women and get to the root cause of what's happening? And so then that led me to start my own business. And here I am today. (laughs) That's fabulous. So what was your, you know, every business has like a mission statement or something Mm -hmm. like that. So when you were transitioning from, personal training to opening your own business like what was your vision and what did you want to create for people oh gosh I just wanted to build this tribe of amazing strong women who felt free in their body and who could eat what they wanted to eat and not feel guilty and it you know at first it started as I I was wanting to just um, do one-on-one coaching and kind of go to people's homes, cook in their kitchen with them, take them on hikes and really walk through that process with them one-on-one. And I really, really enjoyed that. But I found that I wanted to reach more women with this work Mm -hmm. in that it was just, I felt like if I did it that way, it would be, I would only be able to work with people that could really afford it. And so I thought I wanted to make it more accessible. So I, um, yeah, then moved into the integrative wellness practice that I'm in now in Queen Anne and I'm loving working with the different doctors and naturopaths here. But with COVID pivoting yet again and wanting to, instead of just doing one-on-one and having people come here, I'm, um, you know, going virtual and doing more group virtual trainings and things like that, which I'm excited about. So it has evolved a ton. Yeah. But I think that's just kind of how it goes. You I know? think that's great. I think things are, <laughs> should constantly be changing totally. and evolving based off of current whatever's happening. That's amazing. So they who is to, all yeah. a part of the Rise Holistic Health? What do you all have yeah. underneath that business that you are the founder of? Totally. So this this practice in and of itself is really interesting because it is, we call it the Rise Collective. And it is a it is a collective of independent business owners that all happen to want to brand the same way, which is super cool. So we've got um, Rise Regenerative Medicine, which is a, a naturopath. She specializes in sports medicine and anti-aging. Mm-hmm. We have Rise Chiropractic, and she is an amazing chiropractor and functional medicine practitioner. We have, and then Rise Holistic Health, that's me, do, there's a women's health coach. And then we have a massage therapist, and her practice is Warrior Wellness. And then a naturopath who specializes in neurofeedback, and her company is called Neurologic. So it's a really interesting group of powerhouse women, and it's so fun to be a part of. But it, it is, it's funny that we all decided, well, you know, let's just, let's all be rice. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's cool. so empowering and fabulous so cool. for 
building community and I love your word tribe I think that's so important to have tribe and just feel like you're in a tribe and whatever you're doing so that's great that you found that that's awesome so what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced on your long journey so you were in Louisiana and then like that was tough just to pick up and move all the way to Seattle and then getting your personal trainer like did you face challenges with maybe disconnect from like the family or what were some challenges that you faced Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, moving up here is, um, they also lived on there. So it is, it is really, it is hard sometimes to be really far away, but I think that I needed it Mm -hmm. because for me, I was such a caretaker and was so invested in everyone else but myself. And I think that was kind of a coping mechanism for me. It was, and I think a lot of women fall into this trap of this, especially if you're a healer or some sort of wellness provider, you just can burn out very easily, Or empathetic in general, I think. Yeah, Like, yes, as an empath or highly sensitive person, you just, it is so easy to fall into that trap of just taking care of everyone and putting yourself last. And so for me, moving up here, not only was it a change of scenery, but it, it gave me the space to actually focus on me and learn how to do the whole self-care thing. I'd never done any of that before. So that was really cool. But it is a challenge. It is... I miss my I miss my family for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I don't live in the South anymore. But I miss that. And then other challenges were just, you know... For such a long time, I felt like I just didn't fit. You know? Mm-hmm. I wasn't in the right place in life. And I didn't know what I wanted or what was right. It was that kind of... What am I, what am I passionate about? What do I care about? And so finally... Figuring that out through moving up here and losing weight and going, oh, this, this is what I want to do has been so beautiful, but it's been really hard. There's been a lot of change and a lot of, you know, just, yeah, going to get that degree, going to get that certification and and then, you know, realizing, okay, now I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then, of course, also just the process of losing weight is such an emotional thing. And it's, I mean, I remember I used to, I joke. And um, I call my trainer Sporty Spice. And I used to joke that I would come in some days and, like, cry and stretch after a tough weigh-in or whatever. And it's it's just such a it's such a battle, and it's not just about the outside. It's about the inside. So, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, challenges everywhere. But I think it's really helped me build a lot of character. And I can relate to my clients so much better because I've been in the trenches, and I get it on a so deeply <laughs> yes I you know I think that's so that says something about a coach that has yeah. had to go through and you can actually empathize and yeah. really feel what your clients are going through and how they're feeling so that just makes you that much better of a health coach so that's amazing and I'm so happy that you there always are challenges I think that the best ending comes when there's like when the rough the road's rough you know I think it's good to go through challenges. So I'm super proud of you. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We made it. Yeah, so that's far. great. It will, <laughs> we'll keep, keep going. going. Yes. <laughs> right? So you have this concept that you have talked about in one of your videos I watched that was next best thought. So that was basically about changing your self-talk, which I think is something that is so challenging to do, but very important. Just like you were saying that health and weight loss isn't always about just the food and the exercise that it is those patterning of the brain so how do you what is your tips and advice for changing the self-talk oh yeah it's one of my favorite parts because people 
a lot of times don't realize what they're saying until you really help them start paying attention. And you're like, oh, I think about the same five things again and again and again all day, right? And so it's learning how the whole next best thought concept is learning how to disrupt that those patterns. It's like those thoughts are just in this constant rotation and you've got to knock them out in order to make that work. And so what we do is it starts first by building self-awareness. You have to figure out what is going on in there <laughs> before you can change it, right? So it's, <laughs> I, have my, I have my clients either wear some sort of external reminder, like a piece of jewelry, or um, set an alarm on their phone twice a day, or put sticky notes on their laptop, something to say, hey, do a check-in. And literally all the check-in is, is just sit for a minute, sit still, no distractions, and see how you're feeling. What's happening in there? Are you super stressed? What emotions are coming up? Mm. What's going on for you? And what are you saying to yourself? For some people, especially if they're dealing with body image issues, it's every time you look, you look in the mirror, what are you saying? So the whole concept of the next best thought is whatever it is that you're saying to yourself. So for many women, it is they look in the mirror and they immediately start poking and prodding either mentally or actually physically doing it and critiquing a body part, right? So, in, so you stop yourself in that moment and you're like, hey, wait. Okay, that's your inner critic talking, right? So in order to disrupt that, it's you get more flies with honey than vinegar. So instead of saying, hey, I, you know, like inner critic, shut up. Like, no, we're not doing that. I, I reject your thought. It's easier to say, what is the next best thought I can counter with? And mm -hmm. so that is this almost like leapfrog stair step approach, right? Of, okay, if the first thought is, oh my God, I hate my body. I hate my thighs, right? It's setting the intention of not wanting to hate your thighs. So instead of going from, I hate my thighs to I have Beyonce thighs. I'm so fabulous. Like that is so inauthentic, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't love your body, you can't go from zero to a hundred. So you go more either to a thought that is, is neutral. And so what that means is, is going, I hate my thighs to, I want to not feel this way about my thighs mm -hmm. or I would like to feel good about my thighs or I appreciate my thighs for taking me up those stairs I just walked up or it's 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 thinking more about what are they doing for you how are they serving you and how would you like to feel and so literally just shifting to a more neutral place in terms of what that thought can take you leaps and bounds because then you get to the neutral thought and then over time it's like training a dog so which sounds terrible but <laughs> you literally have to say it again and again and again and then eventually just like the dog learns how to sit you learn and you start to believe that thought the neutral thought so then you take it to the next step and you go you know I actually like my thighs this my thighs feel good today like I'm so appreciative for all the amazing things they did and then you get to you know, I love my body. I, and it's, it's a slow progression and it's very specific based on the person and what they need the language to be. Cause if it doesn't resonate, it doesn't work, mm -hmm. but it's playing with the language and the intention. Mm, so it's I really powerful. It's awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I totally agree that it's unrealistic to take it's just like if someone's super pessimistic you can't mm -hmm. just one day become the most optimistic person in the world. It's the slow yeah. transition to that neutral thought that's totally. great they have to believe it yes they definitely have to <laughs> believe it so you're very big on women and tapping into their power and just being 
I feel like confident in who you are as a woman and something that I really think about often is how societally they put or societal norms just put a bunch of different pressures on men and men versus female where like a man can stand up for what he wants to say but if a woman does they're not being like correct or you know they just get shut down or called a bad word Um, and that's something that I struggle with a lot is that I'm very I think powerful and I'm not afraid to use my voice um, and like stand up for what I want to say and believe in and I'm very proud of the confidence that I've like got in my body and my brain but I think that I still will feel like repressed in certain situations or whether it be like due to societal norms or just the environment you're in so how do you what's your advice for like I don't know not just ignoring that but like how do you think that we can as women tap into our power and our voice Mm, I love that question that is so like hearty um (laughs) you know it's it's so nuanced and I think it has to honestly that has to start from deep within inside yourself mm-hmm. and it is looking at your own worthiness so mm. really getting to so I would say women all over the world deal with this right but particularly in the town that I grew up in in the south it was smaller and women were absolutely supposed to just kind of do whatever the man said he's the head of the household right it's you don't need a job your job is to have the children and do all the things you know that whole model that old school model so moving up to out to the west coast has been so eye-opening in terms of seeing the differences in women and how they were raised however regardless of how empowering your parents were you're right there are absolutely women who still struggle with that and I think that our society unfortunately does so many things to help keep women small whether it is truthfully Mm -hmm. the wellness industry the beauty industry so many I mean glass ceilings in employment all of the different places in the world and so I think that work we may not be able to immediately change every piece of that that is a slow burn that we all can contribute to Mm -hmm. however what we can do is work on what's happening inside of us and it's in those moments when you're feeling small, right? Really looking at what's going on here? What's actually triggering me? What mm. is what is what does this environment remind me of? This is a remind you of something in your history. Um, is has something bad happened in this situation before? Mm. Is this just a is this belief system mine, right? Like even thinking about the social norms, just going, do I actually believe what I'm thinking right now about this situation or is this just what I feel like is supposed to be happening yeah and so yeah I think stepping into your power is looking at that closely and saying like is this mine is this is this really what I want and how I want to show up and then also going okay what's the worst case scenario if you did speak up about the thing yeah you know if you do the work and you shift what will happen and it's practice a lot of times it's sitting in the discomfort of saying something and it not going exactly as planned and learning that you will survive that. Yeah. You will survive it again and again. And it's like flexing a muscle over time you do it. But I think it's really, if it's a really big struggle, which it is for a lot of women, you have to start with that worthiness piece Mm -hmm. and like, what is your place in the world and your contribution and finding your voice. Yes. 
Ooh, I love that. Yeah, the worthiness, <laughs> and I really like the words you used of, is this yours? Like, with the social norms, I think that one of the psychology classes I was in, they talked to us about, like, what even is normal? Like, what even yeah. is n- the norm? Like, there isn't a normal. Everyone has different definitions of that. So, totally. is, if you can ask yourself, I like that a lot. Like, why do I think that I need to be like this? It's mm-hmm. not something I think... It can be what a majority thinks, but you don't have to think if that doesn't align with your worthiness of who you are. Girl, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. It's so it's so interesting what you were saying, too, about being in Louisiana and how, how cultural just awareness is so different there versus here. And then you can even look at different countries, and it's so... Oh the way women are treated in marriages and just their rights. And I feel so privileged and blessed to live here and have, you know, confidence and worthiness and your right to be an individual. Oh, totally. We are so fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. There are places where it's the, the punishment is far worse, right? So yes, we're very lucky. That's amazing. Um, so then I wanted to ask you about, when you are experiencing so I'm a personal trainer and I Mm -hmm. work with you know people that are losing weight also and just Mm -hmm. wanting to help everyone be their most optimal self and for some that is losing weight and then I think that as a society this is something that we need to work on also is coming up with other ways of complimenting people Mm -hmm. where if you see that somebody is creating a big lifestyle change and has lost 130 pounds what are some compliments that you could give that person without just saying oh my gosh you lost so much weight you look amazing do you think that that can impact their brain and then what are better compliments oh yeah absolutely I think it was interesting as I was going through that process and I've seen a lot of other women with the same thing it's like you have this love-hate relationship with the physical compliments right there's this the vain part of you or that part of it or just the part of you that wants the approval right you are like, oh gosh, that was so nice of them to compliment me about my, you know, I'm looking whatever. Oh my gosh, you're so skinny or, you know, whatever people say. But then that insidious piece sneaks in of that, like, well, was I not pretty before? Did I not, you know, was I not enough this, that? And it just, it's, it can be really toxic. So I think everyone can shift the way that they do this, but for personal trainers specifically, I think one thing that really was impactful for me and is, is really talking about how strong someone has gotten, how mm-hmm. much has changed in terms of their endurance or their, their um, you know, any sort of goal that you know that they have. Like, can you see how far you've come? Like, this is amazing. I'm so excited for you. And, yes. you know, what a badass you are in the gym or whatever it is. Like, I think that that could be really great. And then another thing that I think if, if it's not a, a trainer related, but, I mean, you could too, is just how – gosh, you know, you just are glowing. Like you just, you, you look so, um, vibrant. Are you, how are you doing? Are you feeling good? Like you just, I can just, there's just something that's changed. I don't know what it is, but it just seems like you're, you're just really in a, in a, in a great place in your life. Do you feel that way? Or something that is not body related, Mm -hmm. right? Or just, Hey, you look really happy how are you doing? Are you feeling happy? Like, I'm so thrilled for you that you're feeling so good. Like, that's wonderful. Right. And it's, and then sometimes if you just don't know what to say, don't say anything. 
really don't yeah. because sometimes it they don't have to. And there may be a part of them that wants you to, but there's also a part of them that doesn't want to talk about it or think about it. So I think yeah. it's knowing your audience and knowing who it is that you're talking to. And if this is someone that has had a very long experience with body image issues, I would err more on the side of absolutely not saying anything about their body. Yep. But if it is someone that is, you know, maybe they've gained weight for a very particular reason or they're not, they don't have that history with it, you might, could, you could, might be, could be a little bit different. But yeah, I just think things that, you know, talk about their energy levels, their just looking happy, their emotions, their performance, anything that's not, oh my gosh, are you in a smaller pant size? (laughs) Yes, yes. I think that's great. And I like the words you were saying about just not saying anything because like you were talking about the patterns in your brain. Mm -hmm. If that's what something's always been thinking, that's just constantly going on in their brains. Mm -hmm. It's going to help them more to just be chatting about something completely different than their what they're eating and what they're exercising and Mm -hmm. how much they weigh now like it's just it's good to get people to have the conversation be about another aspect of who they are as a person because it's you're not always defined by you know your size or what you're eating or how much exercise you've been doing lately totally so that's fabulous Agreed. agreed and then when you're talking about the wellness industry and the beauty industry and just in my opinion mainstream media which has been brought back to if you just looked at when we just had magazines even then (laughs) their perception of health and fitness and wellness is so um like skewed for a one you know they have one definition of what it means to be healthy and it's eating this and moving like this and looking like this which I view there are millions of different definitions of health. How do you kind of help people realize my definition of health is going to be different than, you know, everyone has different definitions of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I learned that I had quite the crash course of that when I was doing personal training because, you know, they warn you about that, right? Like don't come in thinking everybody has the same goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really is true. Every, it is amazing what people think they or, you know want to be doing or, or or how they will feel best. So, I think for me it is um, it's so important in the very beginning of your work to really get deep into the why. So if somebody comes and people mm-hmm. say that a lot, but it's there's just so much more to it, and it's and it's so if somebody comes to you and they say, hey, you know, I want to lose weight, I'll be like, okay tell me more. (laughs) And you just get them talking. And then you dig deeper and you dig deeper. And then you realize that more often than not, the physical goals that they have, even sometimes the performance goals that they have, have not, they often do have nothing to do with the thing at all. It's, I want to feel accepted. I want to find love. I want to feel worthy. And it's, it's, I want to be able to have freedom. I don't want to feel limited. It is so much bigger than the thing they come to you. So usually Whatever somebody comes to me with, I know that's not actually it. And I have to help them mine through all of the, and I have a kind of a series of, a series I go through on that to help them figure it out. Because a lot of people don't know. They're, they haven't dug that deep, right? Um, and so it's, it's really beautiful to help them see the bigger picture. 
and but it takes it takes a little time and it takes a little digging on their part to figure that out yeah but it's so rewarding when they do because then whatever it is they're wanting to do they can go forward towards that with so much more energy and excitement and passion because oftentimes the surface level goal is not that empowering or exciting it's really when the rubber meets the road and it's really hard and you know if you commit to i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna do my morning routine every day or whatever it's hard when you don't have a deeper meaning beyond i just need to do this right so yeah yeah i think it is it's (laughs) it is so much deeper than just like you were saying, most people don't just want to lose five pounds. There's the, mm-hmm. you know, it's a deeper reason of wanting to feel accepted and free and loved and like they belong. So there's, it's so amazing that you do that and you get, mm-hmm. you know, dive deeper into why we want to change in the main reason. And I think it really definitely does make striving for the goal so much more, not easier, but just focused, I guess I would say. That's amazing. So how did you get the idea to transition from personal trainer to full-time health coach now? So I think, honestly, that it really came out of my own personal journey with it. So it, um, (coughs) excuse me. So for me, I started like everybody else did. I just need to lose the weight. Like, if I lose the weight... (laughs) Everything will fall into place, right? Everything that's ever been an issue in my life, I'm going to feel confident. I'm going to feel, you know, be able to get any job I want. Gorgeous men are going to line up around the block. Like, you know, all the little things that you think of, like the superficial stuff that people tell you, life is just going to be perfect. And then I lost all the weight and quickly realized, oh, I'm still in there. Everything that I was dealing with, I have a new set of problems, a new set of things. And I think that that learning, going through that process and learning all about myself and and what was still underneath the weight. And then in tandem, working with other clients, trying to do the same thing and going through my own process of healing my relationship with food. And, you know, I had to learn how to do that the hard way. (laughs) It was a stab around in the dark and test things out and figure it out. But there actually is a method to it. And so for me... I realized, okay, this, this is what I want to do. This is what matters to me. This is, you know, anybody can help someone with the other piece. Like that doesn't, that's when you really get down to like in this world, what is your zone of genius? What is that thing that you have been through or done or know so well, or you're so passionate about that you can help with? And I thought, that's not what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about helping people heal their relationship with food and so that regardless of if they want, if they have weight goals, great. But if they, regardless of that, that they can be at peace. And when you find peace, it is like nothing on this earth. And so that is what really inspired me. Honestly, it was going through that in order to see what I really needed. So you had to, I had to go through all the pieces to get here. Yeah, to find what you're <laughs> most passionate about. And totally. you experienced it firsthand. And then that's amazing. So what was the most like um beneficial way that you have found to like help people um have the food freedom and just not have that relationship with food I don't know if there's just a couple that you think or how do you really what's your way of navigating around that yeah um it is it is a 
is a multi-step process, and mm-hmm. I've I've created a method at this point. I've, I've I've done this with enough people and with myself to know. Okay, this is a this is the progression to go through to 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 kind of help people unlock that within themselves, and then the integration, the tough pieces start. But I would say like the most powerful tenets of it are first the self-awareness piece, kind of like we talked about, of really looking at your thoughts. Because if it's toxic inside your brain and in between your ears, all the thoughts and belief systems and everything, it is, it is a, you cannot create change from that space. You have to create change from a place of, of, of at least neutrality, if not self-acceptance, you know, acceptance, right? And so it's starting with that piece and really looking, unpacking a lot of those belief systems. And then it is looking at how you actually relate to food. What is your history with it? And what do you, how do you use it now? What is it, what is it, how is it serving you? Yeah, right? what is like, its purpose? What is its purpose? Is it comfort, safety, security? Really looking at those coping mechanisms. And then it is... Actually, one of the, the more, I find a lot of people think, gosh, this seems a little radical, but it's removing the scarcity about food. So instead of telling somebody, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you need, to, you need to eat this and that and being very specific, it's actually let yourself eat whatever you want. Because what happens is, is that when we've been in these patterns of restriction, right, whether it's going on certain diets over time and just this lifetime of kind of up and down and up and down, of I can have all the things, maybe even going to binging to, okay, I'm not having any, there's no sugar this month, there's no alcohol this month, to all, the all or nothing, right? So you actually have to teach your subconscious that that thing that you crave, that forbidden food, those, those whether it's sugar or, or booze or bread or whatever it is, that it is available to you at any time. Because once you remove the scarcity piece of that puzzle and you convince yourself that you can have this whenever you want, that's where the freedom comes in. Because then you have choice and you can choose when you want the thing and when you decide it's not a never, it's a not now. Mm. And so it's all about language and it's all about practice. And, and so that's the really the biggest, most powerful piece of the whole thing and then it's learning how to reconnect with your food differently. So it's instead of food being the enemy or the savior, it's nourishment. Mm, and how nourishment. can yeah, and how can you find a way to feed your body well, but also in a way that feels so satisfying to your soul. And so it's playing with that and the integration of all the pieces and it's really beautiful and it's but yeah, so it's um it's there's a lot of pieces to it, but it's I've narrowed it down into a nine-week program. So it can be done. That's amazing. (laughs) You're so intelligent. I love all the tying it all together. I think that's so fabulous. And it's such a – I used to compete in bikini competitions. They talk about, like, the most restrictive, like, obsessive way in ketchup. Like, (laughs) literally my – you should see my food charts. Mm -hmm. Um, And just being so obsessive and having just such this – you know, relationship with food that was like, is that four ounces? Is that 3.6? Like you had to really, I thought of food differently. And I think that fortunately I didn't develop too many unhealthy, terribly unhealthy, like eating disorder with that. But now I feel like, so just what you're saying, like 
freedom, you know, just, but it was a long journey. I feel like since the time I was like 10, I was probably dieting or like 11, you know, somewhat writing down your food or doing all that. And now finally I'm at the place where like, I just like you're saying food for me, I always use like food is fuel for me and it's going to allow me to do all these fabulous things. And then of course feed my soul with what I'm craving and wanting and that what it's wanting for that day or whatever. I love that. I love that. And you're right. I mean, I think people, especially, you know, when you're looking at, you know, endurance events or, or specific physique competitions and things like that, like there's such a fine line, right? If it's, if you're somebody that you haven't had that long history with that thing or whatever, sure. I mean, you know, you can go and you can do the thing. I think it's when there's a tipping point, right? Where you yeah. go a little too far and then you start, things start getting weird. Yeah. And so I am so happy for you though, that like, that you feel that way. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, you're right. There's yeah. a tipping point. There's, <laughs> there's a tipping point. With everything, there's like good and bad. And if yeah. you just take it too far, then it's going to get not the best. So that's a great. Uh-huh. What are some common themes that you see? Most of, are all of your women, are all of your clients female then? Or do you work with? A variety of... Do you work with male and female? I primarily work with women. I, I can work with men. I find, though, that I attract more women just yeah. with my energy. Mm-hmm. But I do have um, one male client right now who is the most precious man and so sweet. And so I absolutely am, am open to it, but primarily nice. serve women, I, see, I think. That's amazing. And what <laughs> is your... Like, what's the most common thing in your clients like are most of them looking for getting that food freedom is that the main thing that attracts them to your services well you know it's interesting to date my clients have come to me for different reasons and then we have uncovered that that is something that they struggle with Mm -hmm. but they some will come into the gate with that self-awareness but many don't have it yet and they Mm -hmm. have to find it and so it's I have a lot of clients coming to me about gut health issues and then they say um, my in-person clients, right? So Seattle-based people. So it's they come with gut health issues and they say, okay, I really need help figuring out what's happening. So we have a food out. They do the food intolerance test. And then we start them on an elimination diet and things get weird because they're restricted, right? And so that's when we uncover this is going on. And, you know, more often than not, I can, I can identify that in if they're forthcoming enough in their health history because we go through as a holistic practitioner we go through their whole history with food and I ask those questions but even then sometimes people aren't fully aware of what's going on there and so it can take time to uncover and unpack so gut health is a big one weight loss is a big one and you know now though I am really interested in just speaking from the megaphone about food freedom to really help women see that this is a thing for them so that People are, I am serving more people that know that this is an issue. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the, what I'm excited about with the, um, with the program is really to attract people that they've been dealing with this a long time and, and this is their Achilles heel and they're ready to, maybe they've tried things and they haven't worked and they're ready for the masterclass. You that's know? amazing. So, yeah. yeah. And that's <laughs> the, though. is that the nine week program that you were discussing mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. that people do with you yeah. to do the food freedom? Totally. That's amazing. I think that as a whole, as a collective society, at least, maybe it's just because my bubble is also like health and wellness field, (laughs) but I do think that there's a lot more awareness around um, our relationship with food. Um, I think that 
there's so many books now out there and just mainstream culture. There's a huge shift of women empowering and having a better relationship with food. So totally. I'm I hope so, to see that. Yes, me too. I'm so excited about it. I mean, even just a few years ago, mm-hmm. this was not as prevalent as it is now. I mean, I was reading a book, reading books by a woman um, named Janine Roth, who started this work in the 80s, you know? And so it was this, it was, and so I think you're right. I think there's so many people that are catching on and I'm so excited about it because this is something everyone needs to talk about and it's yes. not, not, I don't need to be the only one. So let, let them, let's go. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> everyone talk about it. Please. <laughs> I think that it's, yeah, it's a great time to be in this sort of industry and field. I, I feel because wellness and holistic health, people know what those, what that means. And I think more people are realizing, wow, all of these things, what I eat and how I move and my relationship with all these things really impacts my whole experience on earth. So I think it's fabulous that people are starting to see and want to create some sort of positive change. Yeah, for sure. In their life. Well, thank you for being a part of it too. It's awesome. Of course. (laughs) So I would love if you would think for a second about where you personally feel most alive and at peace and happy in your life. I love that. Um, so for me, honestly, I, I already know the answer because I was doing it this weekend. It is by the water. Mm-hmm. So if I can be by a body of water outside, just in nature, I am the happiest, most relaxed person on the planet. It's just there's something about it that makes you feel small. It, it's just so majestic. So, yeah, whether yes. it's lake, ocean, I don't even care. Just water. That's amazing. <laughs> What's your, do you know your zodiac sign? I am on the cusp. I don't know a lot about astrology, That's okay. but I know that I am a Libra. So yeah, my okay. birthday is September twenty third. So I'm like literally right there on the on the little on the little cup. Nice, your yeah. birthday is coming up soon. I know, I'm excited. That's yeah. awesome. I think I also feel most alive for sure in nature and yeah. just connected to Earth. And I think that deep down, all human beings do feel most alive when we are connected to a source of Earth. Mm-hmm. And me too, water. I love water elements. That probably means you have a decent amount of fire in Mm. your, like, birth chart and in your just energy field. You know, you have a lot of drive and ambition, I can tell, Mm. just off your life path. So the water is very calming and cleansing and really reminds us just to, like, flow through life without, you know, there can be rocks in the stream's way, but the stream just goes around the rocks. So I think it's such a great thing that you do feel alive with that it just big, means that the water element is very cleansing for you that is so cool i didn't know that i love it yes the water feels element right. feels right <laughs> yep yep that's the water element for me too is okay. very cleansing and it has to do i think with your personality and your energy field so that's great that you have that and that you move somewhere that it's that you have that so close by Um, Now, if you don't mind, I would love you to take me through an example of an exercise that you would do either in a one-on-one session or in a group or anything that you think. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, Okay, so we kind of talked about one of the exercises with the whole next best thought concept. So that's that's one that a good example. Um, But another thing that I do in terms of 
the building the self-awareness piece is I have a, a compass that I use and basically it is there are eight points on it and it's all about have you ever seen those wheel of wealths or anything like that where you kind yes. of fill in the dots or whatever so I've, I've created my own and I, I use that as a way to teach people one help them build their self-awareness about um how they actually feel about their life. How satisfied are you with what's happening? And <laughs> people so don't think about these things. They don't. They don't. And what's amazing to me is that, you know, a lot of people don't realize how what's happening in their job or their their unhappiness with their job is how it's impacting their health or their relationship. Or they may see it on the surface, but they don't really understand how connected it is. And so what I do is I have people fill this this thing out. And so, you know, if you're towards the outside of the circle and some of the some of the different pieces are talking about your do you have a movement practice? Um, are you you know, are you passionate about what you do? Um, do you have um, a spirituality practice, whether it's just being in nature or even it doesn't you don't have to go to church. It's are you feeling safe and supported at your home? Do you have a support system that you love? All these different just kind of bigger pieces of the puzzle. So the outside of the circle is, you know, I love it. And the inside of the circle is this is not filling me up the way I need. I don't love this. So it's really looking at it and going, okay, does your circle look like a Pac-Man? Does it look really tiny? Is it big? Like, where are your holes? And so then what we do is we say, based on each person, it's identifying what's happening there and what can we do about it? How can we start helping you build your circle out? So that to me is helping someone design a more fulfilling and satisfying life. And what happens is when we do that and we really look at that piece of the puzzle, it is amazing what will happen and what shifts happen in your health. So is it, do you need to relax more and spend more time by water? Do you need to get out in nature and take a walk every day? Do you need to, you know, do something with your home, clean out? clutter and you know really feel more comfortable in your space do you need to find friends that really support you and it's so we so we go through that and and through the process they end up finding more fun more adventure um you know just getting unstuck and it's a beautiful piece because they can see it and there's something so powerful about going okay wow here's where we are and then stewarding them in that taking that action is really empowering and it feels good to them to do that. So that's kind of another piece of the puzzle. So if I had if I had um, prepared, I would have you I'll have you fill out a compass. But anyway, it's just it's really okay. fun to um, to see that and do that with people. I love that. Yeah. I have done something similar to that. Oh, cool. I have made one too and it's called Wheel of Life. Oh, I love so that. So it's like yours also how there's all of these things that make up who you are and just like you're saying we want to optimize mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter if you eat this whatever perfectly eating is anyway but if you're following this and you are eating your way that's making you more healthy and then you're exercising that doesn't really matter if you have well it does matter but it's not giving you fulfillment if you are super stressed at work and not getting sleep and have no one that you feel supported with mm-hmm. So I love that you're bringing awareness to that. And I think it's so difficult when that that's not a common thing that people are asking themselves already. Because um, for me, I'm always like, am I happy? What's, what's not aligning yeah. with my life? What do I need to change to make myself feel better? 
So it's great that you're presenting that opportunity. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I love that you have one too, because it's, it is amazing. If you will fill your circle out, you actually turn to food less. So it's, that is actually fixing the root problem Mm -hmm. of the issue versus just tackling the food piece that you have to, if you're not satisfied in your life, of course you're going to be turning to those coping mechanisms, yes. right? And so it matters, really. It, and, and people always ask, like, well, how is this connected to food? And I'm like, it is. It is the reason. Yeah, well, if you can, <laughs> if you can put your energy towards other things and yeah. focus more on doing some sort of meditation practice or mm-hmm. finding that tribe of people supporting you and then just making your work environment maybe mm-hmm. more optimal for you, like you're saying, then the food probably doesn't consume as much of your energy and kind of just falls into place. Like you don't have as much thoughts yeah. around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it's, amazing. It's, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, for sure. So what are you, so mainly right now you're doing a lot of the one-on-one food freedom coaching. And then do you want to just explain all of the different um, services that you offer as a sure. practitioner? Oh yeah, I'd love to. So Right now, I am um, I'm doing yeah doing the one-on-one food freedom coaching program, but I am launching my group coaching program on October twelfth. So a little less than a month from now, and I'm really really excited about that because I think that it will be really powerful and valuable for other women to do this in community because. You know, at first there's that fear of, oh gosh, do I really want to talk about this in front of other people? But there's just something so incredible about not feeling alone in what's happening in, on your journey and to be able to have the support of multiple people and then let, you know, let me guide everyone along the way is really just, it's incredible. So I'm so, so excited to be transitioning into more of a group um you know, platform. Mm-hmm. I will still offer one-on-one coaching because I love it. It brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also teach virtual cooking classes every other week, and that oh is that's been a COVID thing. I that's started so it during fun. COVID, and it is the most fun. Amazing. <laughs> so that just brings me a lot of joy, mm-hmm. and um, so we do classes every other Tuesday evening. And what I it, and it really fits very nicely because, especially for anyone struggling with their relationship with food, this is teaching them how to reconnect with food differently. And the whole process of buying your food, preparing it for yourself, and then really being intentional about making something that is so delicious and satisfying, that is just such an important, that was such a powerful piece in my own healing journey with food and giving yourself permission to eat really good food. And so, but we also do, everything is very food allergy friendly. So because I do have a lot of um, one-on-one gut health coaching clients as well. And most people, if you do have issues with your relationship with food, you often have food intolerances because of the way your body has had to adapt to the um, all or nothing approach mm-hmm. with what's happening with your gut health. So we, they're all gluten-free, dairy-free, can be vegan, um, very whole foods-based, which is fun. So that's, that part is just, that's a fun thing. So I love nice. doing that. And, um, yeah, so that is, that is enough things. That's amazing. <laughs> Are the, is okay. the, um, the virtual cooking classes on zoom or how do you promote yeah. those? Okay. So those are on zoom and, um, people can just go to my website and, and kind of sign up and see what's coming up. Um, but yes, yeah, so we do, they get a recipe kit that they download so they can have their grocery shopping list. And in the recipe kit is their zoom link. So people can join live if they want to, but if it doesn't, you know, I have people that, 
sign up from, you know, the East Coast or even back in my hometown. And so they'll often just watch the replay of the mm-hmm. recording if they if they don't feel like they want to cook in real time. That's also a thing. And then, um, yeah, so that's that's another, you know, people have choices if, if you know, 5.30 on a Tuesday doesn't work for them. So Yeah, yeah. that's but good. Did you fun. cook this week? We did. What did you make? We did a balanced breakfast workshop. So that mm-hmm. was a recipe kit full of 10, because that's a real issue for people, I find, especially if you're dealing with gut health stuff is or hormone balancing right and trying to not begin that cascade of swings with your blood sugar all day the breakfast yes yeah so it is so we um we made specifically i call it um it's my favorite breakfast for dinner hash so it's a pesto pesto hash (gasps) it was so good lots of healthy fat and um but then the rest of the recipe kit had everything from you know, almond milk yogurt to egg bites to, um, you know, tofu breakfast tacos. So a little bit of everything. So it's fun. That's awesome. So just talking about the balanced breakfast and what are your tips for somebody then to have a balanced breakfast for the hormones and the blood sugar regulation? So I am not one of those people that say that you have to eat breakfast. I think it's a personal choice. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, if that doesn't feel right for your body, you don't, that is, it's not a requirement. But if you like breakfast and you want to eat it, I think it's really important to make sure that you are getting sufficient fat and protein in your morning. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, a lot of, as many of us were raised, carbs were king in breakfast, right? Like, you know, have this skim milk and this cereal, or even, you know, you think you're eating healthy, right? Like you're going to have a low fat yogurt and you're going to put, you know, a little granola and some berries on it. But that for a lot of people is such a just strong bomb of sugar. So it's looking at, okay, if you enjoy your yogurt, how can we find a different yogurt? What if we added berries on top? And then we added hemp parts that were full of fiber, protein, and healthy fat. And then we added a sprinkle of nuts on that. And, you know, and it's and it's looking at, okay, how can we take the things you really like, but just really even it out a little bit mm-hmm. in terms of just fiber, fat, protein. That's what we want. Carbs are not the enemy, but they can't be the only thing you eat in the morning. <laughs> yes, I love that. I think that's yeah. so important. I personally feel that when I do eat breakfast it really helps regulate my circadian rhythm and just get everything going Mm -hmm. and I try to do that with the fat and the protein just to not have a huge spike in my insulin because I can totally notice that if I do I I get super a lot of energy and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I crash I hear that me too (laughs) that's not the best what's your favorite um food or your meal or That's a hard question. That's such a hard question. Well, honestly, I was just saying this the other day. I could eat tacos every day of the week for the rest of my life and be very happy. Nice. My body doesn't always agree. So (laughs) something that is a new discovery for me that I'm really excited about is Trader Joe's is making a jicama wrap. So it's basically, I don't know if you've ever tried to slice, wrestle a jicama before. It's a lot of work, right? And so they have pre-sliced them into these tiny little street-sized tacos that it's, but it's jicama. And so, um, you know, which if people don't know what that is, it's just a super fibrous uh, veggie and it really doesn't have a lot of flavor. And then I add my, you know, like little um, chicken or ground, you know, whatever it is I'm wanting, whatever protein source I'm wanting, some avocado and salsa and I'm 
good to go. I'm yes. so happy. So they that's make the jicama like tortilla. It's literally a jicama tortilla. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and there's nothing else in it. It's just jicama slices. Is it refrigerated? Then it is refrigerated. Uh huh. I it have is, to try it's that. Brand new, and it is changing my life. <laughs> <laughs> yummy. I've had jicama tacos at yeah. a really yummy restaurant in Denver, but I never yeah. saw that you could. Yeah. Wow. I'll I have tried. To try it didn't go well. So let them do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have them. <laughs> it's awesome. So that's have my favorite them make thing right now. the tortilla. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try that. They're pretty good. That's a great um, find. Mm-hmm. Trader Joe's always has some new things coming yeah. up. That's a big part of something uh, with my gut health clients as we do, or something I did a lot was grocery store tours. So I've spent a lot of time in the grocery store. And so it's important to find things, little fun things like that, that just are delicious and healthy, but still let you eat the things that you really like without making your body sad. That's my favorite. (laughs) It's like food hacks, you know, you can still have all these fabulous things Mm -hmm. and your food can taste amazing and nourishing and just finding those and it's so fun when you find, that's when you know you're like a grocery store, a little nerd, when you go yes. and, <laughs> it's yeah. new, I haven't seen it before, I would know, because you're the, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. That's amazing, that's so funny. where can people find you? Okay, so my website is riseholistichealth.com. Okay. And then my Instagram, and, and so you can find me at Rise Holistic Health on Facebook, but my Instagram is The Holistic Biscuit. Perfect. Yeah, and so. I'll put that in the show notes. And then great. if anyone has wants to reach out and learn more about your coaching and the online, is the group coaching mainly online then? Or is yes. it? Okay. It'll be all online. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. So that's a great way of reaching a wider audience for you. Totally. Totally. And COVID friendly. So. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you, Catherine. I really enjoyed hearing about your journey and just everything you're doing. Thank you so much for being in my podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. This was delightful. Yay. Yeah.